everyone, thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode of When I Grew Up. On today's episode, I'm really excited to have Julia Kim here with us. She is a landscape designer, but she's in the career of landscape architecture, and she'll talk to you more about what that really means. Um, but I'm excited to hear more about this career because honestly, um, it's not a career that I ever really think about or thought about. Um, so without further ado, hey, Julia, how are you? Hey, I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being on with me and thank you for giving me your time today to talk more about uh, this career of landscape architecture. Um, So, I mean, let's just jump right in. What is a landscape architect or landscape designer? So basically, we design the built environment. Uh, so, like, the easiest way I feel like I can explain it for people who, like, have no idea is most people understand architecture, right? It's, like, the building. So we basically design everything outside of the architecture. So that goes everything from, like, so say there's, like, a neighborhood, then we'll lay out, like, the roads and the lots and, like, everything in that neighborhood, and then the architect will just plop his building on that lot that we that we've allotted for them, right? And so then in that, it goes into like, so that's kind of like big scale, right? So like laying the streets, all the circulation, um, but then we'll also go into like planting design. We'll go into like hardscape. So if there's like an amenity for your neighborhood, you know, we'll design that. Um, like a playground or something? Playgrounds, pools, where your goal goes, um, where the pavilion goes. So a lot of it is also like site planning. Um, A lot of some people can go into like city planning, things like that. When you like zoom out big scale. Um, But yeah, so like generally that's, I feel like the simplest way to describe it, but it's actually a really broad profession where like you can do anything from, like I said, like residential. Um, You can do like parks, recreation, um, like hotel, resort design. You can do like streetscapes, like city planning, um, like golf courses. Um, yeah, it's literally everything. <laughs> right. Of the architecture itself, a landscape architecture architect has probably touched or has been involved with. I mean, yeah. I mean, it sounds like landscape architects are definitely needed in any kind of engineering firm or structural firm or anything like that my husband David he he's a structural engineer and he works at a a firm where they have architects and things like that and I'm I've never really talked to him about it but I would assume they must have an in-house landscape architect too then they've got to some companies like our company we do civil engineering and landscape architecture so we're both in-house um but there's also like just landscape architecture just design firms um so then like you just like partner with like engineering people or like oh nice um there's like um design build firms where like you design it and they have like crews that go out and actually build it as well and it's all under like one company roof so um at your company do you do like a specific type of like 
landscape architecture. Like, you know, you were mentioning like you can do residential or commercial or whatever. Um, is there a specific type that your firm does or do you do all kinds of stuff? We do a little bit of everything. Um, so we do like industrial projects, a lot of commercial projects, uh, multifamily, um, you know, like people on our team, like our firm, like we, we've done like breweries, like designing like distillery breweries, event areas. Um, I did, I did um, like a resort style, like pool renovations. Um, we've done a lot of multifamily like apartments that I actually have like friends living in, which is super cool. Um, yeah, we do a little bit of everything. Cool. A really huge development. Um, almost like kind of like designing, like and helping them like shape like a town that's being developed right now. So like laying out all of that and not like the network of trails and parks and all of that. So it's it's pretty broad and we do a little bit of everything, which is which is fun though, because you get to experience everything. Nice. So educate me a little bit, Julia. Um, say you're presented as a landscape designer, um, you're presented with a project. Mm-hmm. Um, where does it like, where, like, how do you start it? So let's say like all the negotiations and all of that is done and we have the contract, right? Um, so you will usually start with like a site analysis. So if you can go to the site, see the site, um, because you know, like, there's surveyors who go out and like survey stuff, but it's always different when you're actually out there on site to see like actually the condition of the site that you're going to be like reshaping um, or redeveloping. Um, so your first step is really to do that and um, just analyze like what you have. Um, and then you'll do like conceptual plans. Um, so say you're like, I don't know, you're trying to design a park. Um, then you see what's there and then you'll, you know, think of your like concept and then you'll present these concepts to your owners. They'll choose the direction they want to go. Um, and then you'll start developing like construction documents for it. Um, and this goes into like, like I said, like picking out the plants, like where the plants go, all the hardscape elements. So like what kind of pavers, you know, like what detail like how are the steps gonna you know is it gonna be a fancy thing at the top of the steps like is there gonna be a light on the steps so like thinking through all those details like where are the trash cans gonna go where are the benches gonna go um yeah so you just like lay out and design the entire site how people are moving in the site how people are using the site the programming you know for the park like maybe on the left side like you you want it to be like a frisbee park then like how do you design that and how do you connect that to the dog park over here, you know? Um, but yeah, so then basically you go through construction documents and then you'll run, you know, do pricing sets, run that through um, the contractors and your owners. And then um, eventually, once you get to like 100% and everyone, everything is locked and loaded, then it'll go into actual construction. Um, and then our role would be like going on the site, making sure everything is getting built the way it needs to be built. Um, and then we'll have like these things you call like punch lists. So like after they like install something, um, whether it's hardscape or landscape, we'll go out, out there and inspect it to make sure it's up to par with our drawings. Um, and if it's not, then, you know, we write a little report 
um, and we send out to them telling them to fix X, Y, and Z, or like, these plants are dead, please replace it. You did the sidewalk wrong, rip it out. <laughs> Hopefully you don't have to. Um, but yeah, so it gets like really, it goes from like, starts off really big conceptual, how do you lay out the entire site? Um, and then it goes down to like, how are you going to do the score pattern on the concrete? <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy oh my gosh like oh, listening yeah. to the process because you know this is not something I'm familiar with honestly it sounds extremely overwhelming I'm like <laughs> wow there are so many things to think about I mean even that last comment you made about yeah like what is the what did you the texture what did you say of the, the sidewalk score pattern score and the pattern <laughs> Like now I'm going to go look at the sidewalk of everywhere I go and see what the pattern is. But um, Julia, what is like your favorite part, part of the process for you? Like what do you enjoy the most? Conceptual design. Okay, so like the beginning. The beginning. Okay. Um, and mostly that's because like I'm actually a not, I'm not a very detail-oriented person. Mm. For me, like being able to like think big and like the overall, like what's the overall vision you know, like, how does it work? How, like, what's the feeling people have when they're using these spaces? And being able to, like, draw out that kind of concept of how things connect. Um, I just feel like it's a lot looser. It's a lot more fun. Yeah, it's, yeah. Which I really enjoy. Um, but then, like, once it gets down to, like, the nitty gritty of, like, how does this wall connect to, like, you know, like, this paper? I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Oh gosh, you gotta call your husband here to like figure out how this wall gets built. Like, I don't know. Um, so yeah, thankfully, uh, we work as a team. So I've got a team that I, I work with. And um, the great thing is we all have different strengths. And so we're always like collaborating and like pulling from each other, like ideas. And like, um, there's a girl, uh, my coworker, she's like amazing with plants. And so I'm, and like, you know, like, to do like landscape architecture, like everyone's like, oh, like so you're a plant person. <laughs> Yo, let me just debunk that right now. <laughs> I, I like plants. They're so cute and they just give oxygen and they're just so nice and make you feel good. But I am like, I have like kind of like a brown thumb. Like it's hard for me to keep things alive. And then like in school, we had to take a, a, a plants class. So basically what you do is you go around campus and you walk around like with your classroom and your teacher is just like teaching you different plants, right? So you're just like touching and feeling and pointing at plants. And like, we're like those crazy people. We're just like literally like touching plants, something smelling plants, like those weirdos on campus. And I remember there was this one section of test about like pine trees. And so, like, our our quizzes every week would be, like, being able to dif go out and differentiate different types of pine trees. And, like, some people love that. And I'm like, listen, fam. <laughs> Who cares? They all have little spindly things. Put your Christmas ornament. Like, I don't care. <laughs> One twist slightly this way. Oh, my gosh. This kind of leaf. And this one is, like, a little bit longer. I'm like... Listen, honey, ain't nobody got time for that. Just Google that, okay? <laughs> so everyone has their strengths and weaknesses. Um, what is your strength? My strength, I feel plans. like, is, is the conceptual design. Okay. Like, the drawing, the ideas, like, 
how does a space work? Um, because that's what I that's what I fell in love with in Lancy Archer. Like that's why I like pursued it. The idea of being able to create spaces for people to use. So like, it's like you're kind of like an interior designer for the land exterior. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So are you you're a little are you a little bit more on the like creative artistic side of things then? Do you enjoy yeah. art? That yeah, that's what I enjoy. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. See, I do not. So mm-hmm. I um I I feel like I would not be good at the conceptual stuff. Mm-hmm. But like the detail stuff, I'm like, oh or the planning stuff, oh it's gotta have an X, Y, and Z like this. I I yeah. do like that. But so that's really awesome, Julia. So you like seeing the vision first and then have you ever that okay, with this with that in mind, have you ever gone to a client and mm-hmm. told them your design ideas and they were like, eh, sorry, I don't like oh. it. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And then yes. and then are you like offended by it or have you grown to be like, you know what? Okay, like what what do you want then? Like what works for you? Yeah, I mean, thankfully, they're generally pretty nice. They won't like poo-poo your design like so in your face. They're just like, Yeah, great. Well, you know, I was also thinking I like Z <laughs> You know? Um But yeah, I think so when you're originally coming, before you even like start your own design, um, you want to talk to your clients about like what they're looking for. Like what programming are they looking for? Like what kind of styles do they like? Like, you know, like how did they envision the space? Because essentially like they're paying for the space, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we want it to be the way they want it to be, you know? And so, um, yeah, once you kind of get their feedback, then you start designing. And, and yeah, there's definitely times you well, you're almost always going to go through revisions. Like you're, and I think the earlier you accept it, like your first idea is not going to be your best idea. It will always be tweaked, you know? Um, Then the easier I think it is, like as you're making revisions to not get as frustrated. Sure, yeah, Yeah. makes sense. Um, So Julia, can we go back to like the beginning? You know, like you're out of high school, Mm-hmm. and you're going to college was this a decision that you knew right away or can you kind of take us through that journey a little bit yeah so I okay so for high school I went to um, a charter school it's called GSMST oh okay smarty pants for oh no see that's what I learned from Atlanta here GSMST <laughs> is is like a, a math oriented school no yeah it's a STEM school yeah um, because, you know, when you're in middle school, like, you think you're good at math because it's like, you know, you multiply two times ten. You're like, easy. <laughs> so I'm like, I could go to STEM school. I love math. And then I realized, like, I'm really bad at math. No. <laughs> like, I don't know how, like, how I got through high school. Um, but basically, like, they decided that we had to do an internship. Um, as like a little senior like thesis like fellowship whatever whatever and oh wow I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life because like like side note like okay when you're 17 18 like how am I supposed to know what I want to do with my life like I barely like know who I am I barely know how to like do anything you know to make a decision like that so basically, my um, career counselor was basically like, okay, Julia, since you don't know what you want to do, everybody else wants to be a doctor, easy, <laughs> but you like, 
not nice, smart enough for that, and we can see through your grades, you know? <laughs> no. uh, why don't you do something more creative since you like art? But since we are like a STEM school, you should do something kind of engineering too, you know? And so there was actually a landscape architecture firm. Um, well, it was an engineering firm, but they had a landscape architecture department. And it was down the road from where we were at. So she was like, listen, you need to do an internship. Just go there. It has some art stuff. It has some engineering. And just do it. So then I did it. I had no idea what it was, but I had no other options because I don't know what I want to do in my life. Um, but it ended up being really fun, you know? And you, I was like, well, I could just sit, sit here and draw stuff. And um, they were like, okay, so your project will be like, if you can design our courtyard, like, how would you want to design it? I'm like, okay, this is fun. Um, and so that's what I did. And then um, I, I went to college and I actually wanted to do industrial design. Um, and but- industrial design, sorry to interrupt you, but... It's like product design, right? It's product design. So I didn't even want to do landscape architecture. I was like, this was cool, but like, nah. Um, but I, my grades didn't come to par to get to the school I wanted to. So I ended up going to UGA. And basically, all I knew was landscape architecture. And I was actually doing graphic design um, throughout high school and also college to like pay the bills. But... Because I had been doing that while going to school, like even through high school, um, I realized like I wasn't good at being that creative all the time. So I didn't want to pursue something that was just like art. Um, So landscape architecture, because I knew it was a balance of both. I was like, all right, let me just, I'll just write down landscape architecture and then I'll like go to school at UGA and then I'll transfer, you know, to be able to do industrial design. Um, but yeah, and so then I started taking these classes just to get through it with the thought of transferring. Um, but as I kept taking the classes, I ended up really loving it. Like, the more I learned, like, the power and the impact, um, that landscape architects make in the world, like, I just realized, like, it was super cool. And, and another thing I learned is, like, so we had to take these, like, intro studio classes um, where it's very much like theory um, design theory and sometimes we have to build models you know how I said I'm not like detailed you know girl my models were trash (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they weren't that bad (laughs) for me to have the patience to like cut like eat the cardboard like my my professor was specifically like Julia, you can't stab the knife in the cardboard. You have to make individual strokes so it's a clean cut. And I was like, listen, ain't nobody got time. (laughs) So I did what you're not supposed to do and I stabbed it, right? And then I would just take Elmer's glue and try to like smooth the edge. (laughs) (laughs) And my professor would be like, did you do what I told you not to do? And I was like, it's part of the terrain, Professor. Like, you know, it's like that feeling of like the raggediness. And she's just like, you know. So in that class, I learned that I could never do industrial design because it's a lot of details, a lot of model building, a lot of intricate work. Interesting. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus, that you always know the way. <laughs> I, That's crazy. I would have failed. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I, 
I ended up sticking with um, landscape architecture, you know? Um, it's, yeah, like, the power of being able to create a space for somebody, you know? I think that's what I fell in love with. Because mm. you, you realize, like, this, this, the spaces that you've grown up in, you know, like, that shapes who you are. You know, like, I don't know about you, but for me, like, in different, like, phases of my life, I have different spaces that I grew up in um, that really, like, molded me. That I have so many, like, experiences in, you know? Like, as a kid, there was, like, you know, my playground in my neighborhood, you know? When I got mad at my parents, I would, like, go out there and sit on the swings, you know what I mean? Um, as I got older, like, Swanee Park, like, that's hands down one of my favorite places in the world, like, when, you know, like, literally everything from, like, doing my first watercolor, learning how to watercolor, I did it at Swanee Park, like, um, just, like, the friendships I, I've made, like, as I got older, like, I, you know, evolved from going on the swings when I had, like, family problems to, like, driving to the park with one of my best friends because we live, like, down the road from each other, um, and we've had, like, so many, like, late nights, like, crying and walking and figuring out our life, like, at that park, like, you know, she got engaged at that park, like, it just, like, has made such a big imprint on my life. Mm. It's, like, a landscape architect architect did that, you That's, know? Yes, yes. And it's, like, if I go in this profession, like, I also have the power to create those spaces. And, like, you realize, like, those kinds of spaces, like, it really brings community together. Like, a lot, you know, like, you look at Swanee Park, like, all of their festivals, like, I'm sure, like, church, like, we've had, like, so many, like, church picnics, you know, or, like, small group gatherings, outings, like, bring our guitars out there, just play for fun, like, um, yeah, there's just so much power in, like, in outdoor spaces, you know, in the environment, and being able to shape that for our community, um, to bring community together, or, like, even, like, on an individual basis, you know, to, like, shape, help shape a person, you know, um, I just feel like that's incredible. Yes, I mean, everything you just said, I love that. Like, I, you know, again, would never think that way. However, um, I f find it so powerful that you fell in love with this career path because of the way it shaped your life and impacted you. And it's, you know, people talk, I mean, most people, not most people, some people, they want to do things that like help people, you know, like, mm -hmm. oh, I, I, I want to help. I want to help the world. I want to help people, which is um, an amazing thing. But to be able to do it through this medium, right? You are helping people. You're creating yeah. spaces for people to live and to to have community, right? Which is so important. Have like togetherness with to be. Yeah. I mean, if there's anything we've learned through this pandemic, is man, things can get lonely without even you realizing how. Yeah. You know, like you didn't even know that you liked being around people in a space <laughs> until you you can only be in your own home space with nobody yeah. around, you know? And I just think that's that's incredible, Julia. That yeah, I mean you found this career where you can truly change lives, but in a medium that I again would never think is important, if I'm honest. Yeah. You know? It's like it's like invisible. Cause like, you know, like 
you walk somewhere and you like see a bench and you sit down, right? You don't even think about it. But you realize somebody's thought through like that bench being right there. That's crazy. I'm never going to think of a bench the same. I'm never going to think of a bench the same ever again. (laughs) (laughs) And like, there's all these metrics of like, you know, like how, how much people walk in a time span. And so it's like, you know, like you think through like, okay, well, people are probably gonna get tired at these access points, like put rest stops. And then like, you can like, whether you like, when you make um like a trail big or a sidewalk big or small, it's gonna people don't think about it, but it it makes people move differently. When it's wider, people can walk slower and it's more leisurely. When it's like narrower, people are like they just like get through it, you know? So like even like controlling like those kinds of things, like yeah, it's just like a very it's an like invisible kind of profession that people just don't realize. But it's like we touch like every area of your life yeah I mean well I want to speak to the invisibility of what you're what you just said like um I feel like with engineers and like architects and things like that like if you aren't noticing it it means they did a good job is what Mm -hmm. I feel you know, mm-hmm. like, if there's something structurally wrong with a building <laughs> and yeah. you notice it, then they're not a good, like, they didn't build it right, you know? Yeah. And so I think, you know, to what you're saying about being invisible, it's like, it's because they did something, you guys are doing something right. You designed it well, you know, that that people don't notice. And, and it is very impactful without even realizing it. Um, man, that is so cool. That's really cool. Okay. <laughs> I know, so this right? came, yeah, this came to mind while you were talking though. And I don't know if it's even relevant right now. Okay. But you know, like with COVID and the pandemic, um, like, do you think that will affect the way design happens at all? Yeah, for sure. Um but I don't know if it's impacting it right now, but I'm wondering like the most immediate scale it's like putting in hand sanitizing stations (laughs) that's so insane to me yeah or just like the way you like space out like site furnishings because we also pick site furniture oh so then it's like placing them like six feet apart um minimum so you know like accounting for those spaces and um yeah I, I feel like depending on how long COVID goes, like, sure. Yeah. I'm sure it will definitely impact like big scale, but also like immediately this scale now too, like you can see it, you know, in just like site furnishings or just like, you know, you just want to make everything a little bit bigger or like people are more cognizant of like needing outdoor patio spaces and outdoor areas. Or, or, yeah, trying to put more emphasis on, like, outdoor spaces, you know, restaurants or things like that, just because it's, like, now everyone's dining outside. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. So you have to make those adjustments. Man, what a time, huh? I know. So interesting. Um, Julia, so after you graduated college, mm-hmm. um, did you just go right into working? Yes, I did. Um so I did an internship. I actually did two internships. 
but one was more like actually like cutting grass. Um, and then the and then I did the internship with the firm I'm at now, and they offered me a job right after college, and so I moved to Charleston um, right after college, and I've been working with them. I'm going into my fifth year now. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, do you feel like you've grown a lot since you've been there as a as a landscape designer? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think I'm really blessed just because my firm is just so good about creating an environment um, of learning. Mm. And so, um, yeah, they just like encourage you to like ask questions um, and things like that. And so it's been really good. And I feel like, you know, like school and work is is different. You know, like when you're in school and you have these projects, you're like, I'm going to create this awesome space. Like there's zero budget, you know, you could literally just do whatever you want. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to actually think through how anything connects to anything. I just have to sell it to my professor, you know? <laughs> well, this is the idea, professor. Somebody else smarter than me will figure it out. The structural engineer, okay? Um, but then you get into the real world and you realize, like, oh, like, there's budget. You know, there's something called money. <laughs> like, consider, like, the actual structability. And there's, like, also, like, zoning codes. Mm. Like depending on where you're at, like there's regulations of what you can and cannot do. Um, and so I think, you know, just working has just really shaped my understanding of how to create spaces, um, but just like in a more, I don't know, just like it's much more reality. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. You know, um, which is, is good and bad. You know, pros and cons. But um, yeah, I, I've definitely grown a lot, especially because like I have, we have a lot of like really talented and people that I work with that we collaborate a lot with. So I'm just always trying to learn as much as I can from them, just pick their brain as much as I can. And so, um, yeah, like it's with anything, right? Like if you want to grow or get better, you have to surround yourself with people who are better than you, mm. you know, so that you can learn from them. Yes, definitely. That's, that's great advice, actually. Yeah. Um, Julia, uh, you know, at the beginning of our chat, we had mentioned, you know, you're a landscape designer. Mm -hmm. um, And I can't officially call you a landscape architect, you had told me because um, you don't have your license yet. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. So what what does that mean? Like, what do you have? Do you have to work for a certain amount of time? Or do you have to take a big test? Or what does that look like? Yeah, it's both, and it varies depending on where what state you're in. Oh, okay. So different states require, like, you have to work under a registered landscape architect for, like, a few years, um, and then you can start taking your tests to get licensed. Um, so, you know, it's like a lawyer, like, takes, like, a bar exam, and then they can be a lawyer. It's kind of like that. It's mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. being able to, like, call yourself a landscape architect. Um then they give you a little stamp and all that kind of stuff um, to be official. I see. Okay. Is a test yeah. itself like challenging? Do you know? Yes. Okay. So I haven't <laughs> it myself um, yet. So, you know, I can't speak on personal experience, but from my coworkers and the people I know that have taken it or are in the process of taking it. So it's a four part test. Um, but yeah, I heard it. It is challenging. It's kind of like the SAT where like it's a little bit tricky like like when you work in the real world we're like well obviously you do this but then the test sometimes like 
there is like a specific answer they're looking for, you know? Right, um, right. It's a little tricky, but I mean, there's a bunch of courses that you can take. Um, I know UGA offers um, a lot of like summer like courses and things like that where people can learn um, how to. It's like going to Hagwon, you know? Sure, yeah. Um, wait, so uh, the landscape architect, um, the difference between you and the landscape architect is basically they have the power to sign off on the design, like officially, right? Or on a set of drawings, yeah. Okay, okay. So really, it's like not that much different other than the stamp yeah. itself. Okay, yeah. and they, I guess, there's liability. Yeah. Okay, makes yeah. complete sense. Mm-hmm. It seems like probably more money too, right? Because they're liable. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, when you work at a company too, I think a lot of times, like, just because you have a stamp, I mean, I don't know how it works for everyone, but like, uh-huh. I don't think like they're like, okay, well, you stamp it, like, you know, like. They have like different insurances for people on stamps, and so it's more. I feel like at a certain point, it's kind of like a prestige. Like oh, I'm a landscape architect. <laughs> Go, <laughs> you know. I mean, there's a lot of great things too. You know. Yeah, yeah. You're doing the same work, whether you have it or not. Um, no, but I'm... it's good to have it, and it's something that I'm working towards for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you know, you mentioned that it's different in all states. Um, you did grow up here in Georgia, mm-hmm. in Atlanta, but then um, where are you right now currently with your job? I'm in Charleston, South Charleston. Carolina. So out of college, you moved to Charleston mm-hmm. and you grew up, like you grew up here like your entire life in Georgia? Uh, basically. Okay. Like first grade on. So yeah. So um, I don't know if you, you feel comfortable speaking about this, but mm-hmm. um. You know, for somebody that's grown up here, went to college here in the same area and knew, you know, had the same group of friends and things like that. Um, what was that transition like moving to a different state right out of college? Because for me, I I would think that would be the most difficult part for me. Like, yeah. yeah. It was hard <laughs> to be like, to be honest, like, and it was really lonely. Um Again, thankfully, like, you know, my coworkers, a lot of them are, our firm is pretty young Mm. and they're really cool. So like, thankfully I had people that like pulled me out to like hang out, you know? Um, So I was able to like start building community like with them. But definitely like, it's one of those things where I realized like I had moved without really knowing anybody, but then my other friends were kind of like, don't go I mean I don't want to say jealous but like don't complain like like you know you have a job you moved out on your own you have your own place and like for whatever reason I don't know about you but like at least for my friends growing up we're all we were always like I just want to leave Georgia you know like oh Georgia like blah blah blah. and so then I left and they're like you like you know you move like you did it like you know but I'm like guys but you don't understand it's lonely yeah yeah definitely no I mean I was like that, uh, except in high school. And mm-hmm. I'm the only one that, like, actually did it. I left. And I went to college for two years in at UC Irvine. Yeah. And somehow I found my way my way back to Atlanta. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah. But, yeah, it's, it is lonely. It's super lonely. And, like, you don't realize it. It's like the grass is always greener kind of thing. You don't realize what you're stepping into. That's I think yeah. that's why I wanted to ask you, you know, because – 
you know, is it, you know, you're single, you just out of college, you're excited about this new career, um, you feel like you're going on an adventure. But I think I, I wanted to ask you about it because, um, you know, that's part of the, your journey. And mm-hmm. it's something that I think a lot of people don't talk about, you know, yeah. like the difficult, challenging parts of being in a quote unquote adult. Yeah. I think for, I mean, like, I don't know if it was just me, but like, I just really didn't know how to be an adult. <laughs> like, I, cause you know, like in Atlanta, like, especially cause like my family, like I didn't really have to learn how to cook. Like I could buy side dishes at H Mart. My mom would pack me lunch. I moved to Charleston knowing how to make some chibokumbap and like egg and rice and like chicken and broccoli i feel like that's what i ate for like two months hey girl that's pretty good though <laughs> and i was like what am i doing with my life how come i like i can't live like this and so like the great thing about like going out i feel like on your own is like it really stretches you to um push your boundaries uh learn things that you didn't think you would learn um make yourself go out and meet new people and like just like put yourself out there you know um and so yeah i i think one thing like if you do move out on your own it's like you have to be okay with that like Mm -hmm. you know um and you have to like understand like you're gonna have great days and you're gonna have like really bad days of like trying to figure it out of like being lonely and then also having to force yourself like out of the house like you know what I mean? like, yeah. not allowing yourself to like stay in a rut anywhere but like just find solutions to like if you're unhappy well what's making you unhappy and how are you gonna fix it yeah um like I, like i said like i didn't really know anyone but thankfully there was a korean barbecue restaurant literally across the street so i would just like like every night i would go and eat there like by myself at the bar and eventually they like felt bad for me. <laughs> like, who's this girl eating at the bar by herself like every other night? So they become a friend, you know? So sometimes you Seriously, just- you did that? Yeah, I did a lot of things by myself. <gasps> Get restaurants, yeah, go places, explore. Um I loved it and I hated it. Um, but now I've kind of like grown to like be okay with it. And now it doesn't bother me to like go to the restaurant by myself or No, but yeah, but I mean like you have to put yourself out there in order to yeah. like build community and friendships and and just like I mean, even just to experience and enjoy like these first five years of yeah. being on your own. You know? Yeah. Like if you don't do it, you end up sitting like you said, you end up just sitting in your apartment binge mm-hmm. watching something and mm-hmm. never really experiencing or enjoying um where are you charleston charleston yeah, yeah what a great city to be in you yeah. know and like yeah. um it's so rich but you would never know if you just kind of like retreat you know what mm-hmm. i mean i think that's amazing julia that's but really you know you're so brave <laughs> but you know what else i realize as you get older it's harder to make friends yes <laughs> because you know like out of college it's like easy i made so many friends in college but that's because everyone is like starting fresh yes you get to know people but you gotta realize like after college 
people like are have their groups of friends Mm -hmm. and so like if you don't put yourself out there like no one is just gonna be there like wanting you to just come and join their friend group like you almost at a point like have to like like insert yourself (laughs) you know or like I I know a lot of times I would be like okay, do I really want to, like, hang out? Like, do I really want to spend money again? And I would literally tell this to myself, Julia, this is an investment you're making (laughs) (laughs) to build community. Spend that money, girl. You can eat, you know, fried rice for the next week after. (laughs) I know you're tired, girl, but just go out and hang out with them. Man, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like that's something that, like, no one really ever talks about either. I'm just like, when you get older, like, outside of college, it's harder to make friends yeah absolutely i can attest to that for sure but um man yeah i mean i feel like you know even just you know like even just deciding to be open to job opportunities outside of where you live after college Mm -hmm. it's kind of a bold move especially if you've grown up in one place and um I think it's great, you know, that you've been able to find people and or even just like trans- these different transitions in your life, too, that are happening. And um, we talked a little bit before we came on the podcast, how things, you know, just kind of when you're in a different place and you're on your own, it just kind of goes up and down like a roller coaster a little bit sometimes. Yeah. And um, I just think it's so awesome that you are living faithfully. You know, by by you know, just by by putting yourself out there and um, being open. But Julia, you know, after this like a, this conversation I'm having with you, I'm like, man, this girl is just so awesome. Like you're just so <laughs> awesome, and like just awesome. the way you engage with me and even engage with your work and talk about your work, um, I'm just so encouraged. It's really yeah, great. Thank you. You're making me sound way cooler than I am. You're super cool. <laughs> it's, I mean, I'm not even exaggerating right now. But um, okay. But anyway, sorry, I went on my own little tangent there. No. But um, yeah. I mean, like, so what about landscape architecture do you not like? Um, I think probably. So one thing you realize is like because it is so broad, you have to know a little bit about everything. Mm. And like I said, like, I have my strengths that I feel like I'm I'm strong at, and then the areas I'm not as strong at, like, a part of me, like, dreads, like, having to do it and learn it. You know, like, construction documents. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> you just ask the guy who, like, has built benches his entire life to just like build it you know why do I have to tell him where the screws go um so like in my mind it like just doesn't make sense but then at the same time like you have to have a certain understanding of how things get built Mm. to be able to design something that's like feasible right oh I see also considering like budget yeah um because you don't have an endless budget like how are you going to construct something or like what are you proposing to the client that they can build or purchase that fits within their budget? Um, like how is it going to be constructed? What material are you going to use? You know, like, and so like you have to understand like construction, you know, 
um, you have to understand like stormwater, like how is the water flowing on the site? How are you addressing it? What plants are you, you using to address it? Like, you know what I mean? And like, you know, understanding like grading, a little bit of engineering, like, you know, slopes and like all that kind of stuff. Like, is it ADA accessible? Like, you know, how are you making it ADA accessible? Um, that's probably like, probably one of the most difficult things is like feeling like you have, you have to know like a little bit about everything. Yeah. Um, so I feel like be really, really good, which, you know, just takes time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and I think we kind of talked about it earlier too. Um, when sometimes you have like a design idea or a concept, but then it gets altered or like there are budget cuts and then like a lot of it gets stripped and then you're like, oh no, like now how do I make it work with like half the budget? You know? mm. um, and so seeing designs evolve, um, sometimes I think can be frustrating mm-hmm. um, you know with just like client communications or things like that which you know I think is like any job um but yeah I think really learning how to have a good handle on those things and just understanding like you're not going to win every battle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. learning how to pick your battles particularly in, in design like okay well he can't afford this or that so which one is more important which one am I going to push and we're going to put more money to make you know a a bigger feature you know um so i think learning how to like choose those battles is probably the most difficult part and also working with the government because they slow yes red tape i mean they slow (laughs) yes and like sometimes i'm just like have you read your own ordinance like (laughs) sense to you like why did you do this like like, do you under side tangent you know i won't go there but working with government is definitely um not the easiest mm. you know like as you get older too you realize some people just like power trip you know interesting yeah They're like i will like you have to present like your projects to like the city council usually to get approval okay yeah uh-huh. your permits to be able to like do construction and all of that you know you know, there's just like sometimes people who just like they think they're high and mighty because they're sitting on your board and like, <laughs> you know, you're like, well, tell me where in the ordinance, like why I can't use this plant, and they're like, well, the ordinance says it has to be approved by me, and I'm just like, <laughs> give me patience to love. Oh okay. man, that's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's definitely tough. Oh gosh. Um, yeah. So has there ever been a project, uh, Julia, where I, uh, I don't even know how to ask this question, but I guess what I'm getting at is like, do you, is there a project that's been like memorable for you? Yes. Um, I should have a few, but probably my top, can I say my top two? Sure. Yeah, please. Um, so... This one is a Seabrook Island pool. Um, and it's my first project I got to kind of like manage. Um, my mentor kind of set me up to be able to do that. So it was really a team effort. Um, but I got to lead a lot of like the client, you know, conversations and the meetings. 
But basically, over on Seabrook Island, um, they just did a big pool renovation. Um, and we basically doubled the size of their pool. Um, and, like, have a bar and, like, just all this cool stuff. And so, because that was, like, my first, like, project I got to manage. It's, like, my baby. Um, where, like... You know, like even down to like the joint pattern on the ground, you know, like I like went out there and laid them out myself. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, and, you know, our clients are very interesting. Um, but yeah, it, it, but the best part of it was like, so I actually have a good friend of mine in college and her in-laws bought a house on Seabrook Island. Um, it's kind of like a, it's not retirement, but it's like a lot of old bougie. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There are a lot of people retire there. Um, so... When the pool first opened, right, after it got built, they invited me to, like, hang out at the pool. Um, And so it was her husband's sister's family was also there with us. And first of all, like, going to a place that you design and seeing people use it is just, like, I can't even describe, like, what that feels like. I'm even emotional thinking about it. So, <laughs> yeah. and there was one comment that like her, um, that she made like my friend's in law sister, and she was like Julia, like my kids are gonna grow up here, and I was just like, <gasps> <laughs> that's amazing, yeah. You know, just like people, like just watching people like make memories like at this pool, and like yeah, like truly, like families are gonna grow up like hanging out at this pool like you know and just knowing that like I got to like help shape that small part of their life and hopefully have lots of good memories you know um that's just really powerful to me um the second thing was like the second project was like a very small scale project it was like one of the first projects I worked on and it was um like a little park they created out of like a parking island So, like, if you go, like, you know, like, um, it's kind of like a big shopping center. Okay. Facility and, you know, like a vast, like, parking area. And they wanted to create, like, a little event space under, like, this big, like, magnificent oak tree they have. So, they basically had this really big parking island that they decided to turn into, like, a small event space. So, me and my mentor at that time, you know, like, he led, but he allowed me to like help a lot in the design and like took me around to like do all of that and go through the entire process and then um it got built and then they hosted a silent disco and so like a silent disco what what is that (laughs) so there's the oh my god you need to go to one it's one of the best things ever so basically there's these like you'll probably have like two or three djs and then you get a pair of headphones. Oh. You get, two, you get like three channels. So you can switch off of what DJ, what music you want to listen to. And so like imagine like you're in this like parking lot under this big tree. But like it looks really cool now. Like there's artificial turf. We have like a little stage area. You know, we have like these lights coming down from like a tree. And there's these like DJs. And like because everyone has headphones on, you can't hear anything. Right. Just walking, you just hear the DJs being like, yeah, put your hands up, put your hands up. (laughs) And then you just see all these people just dancing in silence. (laughs) 
Like, just just imagine that. Like, you're going shopping, and you look over, and you just hear a man yelling, like, put your hands up! <laughs> and that's all you hear? And you just see people just, like... Oh, man. Silence. And it's, it is wild. It's wild. That's crazy. That's so um, fun. But so, so you so you created this space for people to have this kind of event there. Yeah, and they do a bunch of like outdoor um concert series out there now. So like every Thursday they have like um band or something, people like bring their lawn chairs out on the little artificial area that we created. Um and they just then they do that. And it's just so cool being like you know, like people like make memories here, like, you know? Yeah, that is really neat. I mean, like, I would, I feel like it would be so special. Like, um, no, definitely. I think that's so cool. It's so, so, <laughs> so cool. It's so special. I would, I, I feel like I'm a, I'm a heart person like you are. I can tell you're mm-hmm. like a feeler. Yeah. Um, so me, I mean, like, even I would, I cry just like looking at, things that my husband said he like kind of did and it's like a supermarket right I'm like oh my gosh honey like this is so great that you did this and he's like whatever like but I'm like no like people can go to the supermarket now but yeah yeah, no definitely I can totally resonate with what you're saying and those projects are so awesome I love the first one though the pool one Mm -hmm. is something I feel like um yeah would be so near and dear to my heart if I were you too thank you so much for sharing that with us yeah absolutely um yeah I I feel like a a lot of things I also share like all the things that were hard about the profession and moving but like a lot of great things too you know (laughs) really impacting life and you know even like the moving and moving on your own like I've been stretched in ways I I don't think I would have been stretched like if I was still in Georgia and the people I've met here are like incredible you know Mm -hmm. It would have met so yeah, yeah. definitely so and legacy architecture is awesome too <laughs> <laughs> do it everyone just do it too but yeah. there's great stuff <laughs> the, the pros definitely outweigh the cons in both amazing um julia everything you have said today for me has just been truly fascinating um before we end our time together, I wanted to ask you, do you have any advice for anybody that maybe is thinking about landscape architecture or just any advice at all? Mm, I would say on if we're on a general note, mm-hmm. think don't be afraid to dream big for your life. Um like especially like you know as as asian americans you know we kind of grow up being like oh like be a doctor be a lawyer and like that's kind of like what you're pigeonholed um but there's so much more out there and i think like for you to create this podcast is just absolutely amazing i'm so encouraged by that um because like you know like for me like when i first told my parents i'm gonna do landscape architecture they thought i was gonna mow people's lawns for the rest of my life (laughs) No, okay, so like, let's be real here. If yeah. you know what it is, it kind of could sound like that, okay? Yeah. And so they're just like, what? <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> but, but, but now, like, they're really proud of me, you know? Like, and so I think it's just knowing, like, there's so much more out there um, than what you think that you know, you know? And if you can 
can just have the courage to explore those things and definitely like network, meet people, learn from people. Like everyone you meet, just like treat them like they have something like a value that like you can learn from. And I think the more that like you're open minded to learn from people and like not be afraid to like fail or make mistakes. Um, yeah, just the amount of things that you can just learn and realize like you can dream so much bigger for your life and like the opportunities that will come your way I just feel like get bigger and bigger and just like better and better um when you allow yourself that freedom you know um so I think like on a general note I think just really like yeah not being not being afraid to like explore the things that you're interested in you know not being afraid to ask questions um just yeah just having to get rid of that fear of failure, you know, just like under, like have, learning to have a, a growth mindset in everything that you do. Of yeah. it's, you know, you're succeeding or you're learning, you know, it's like, if it's not, you know, like if you think your life was supposed to go one way, like I thought my life was supposed to do industrial design. <laughs> Clearly that was not it for me. Um, you know, but then like, you just like never know like where life will take you. Um, if you're just open, open hearted, to allowing life to take you like where it needs to take you you know so like don't feel like you have all the answers and it's okay to not know all the answers to your life it's okay to not know what you want to do you know um but yeah just being able to learn from every situation that you're in mm. um, no matter what you're doing I think that's really important because then you know it's easy to feel like oh I'm a failure because like I didn't graduate in like four years or like I change my major five times or like I'm switching careers like but when you really think about like the bigger picture of life you know because I think sometimes like we have that thought and we because we're only thinking about like right now what's ahead of me in this moment but when you can kind of like look out at your life being like this is such a small minuscule thing compared to the next 50 60 years of my life um, making those decisions, I think, you know, don't be afraid to make those decisions, you know, and explore. And I think if you want to go into landscape architecture, um, yeah, just know that it might not be exactly the way school is. And I think like, I think like, you know, like any profession though, like there's always the not fun things you have to do. Like there are days where you're sitting in the computer doing construction documents all day, but like, all of that is just part of the job and there's no job you'll go into that like you love everything you know there's going to be stuff you like stuff you don't like you know but like I think when you can focus on like why you're there you know but why I love landscape architecture that I will sit here for like x amount of hours doing these construction documents you know what I mean like sometimes it's just rooting yourself in that and knowing like there's always a process in growing yourself and like being able to get to a place where you start from like learning basics, things you might not like, and then you can eventually get to a place where you can do like, they trust you to do like design, you know? Um, you're not gonna like graduate and then immediately become like a senior designer. So like, the sooner you can recognize like, it takes time to build these skill sets, no matter how good of a designer you think you are. Um, just having that humility, you know, to learn and to grow. Um, I think is really important and probably the biggest advice I can give for anyone trying to go into that profession. Yeah. 
all of that was really sound advice, Julia. I feel like what the last part you said of just having humility in the things that you do um, will get you far in life, um, definitely. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about while we were together? Um, I don't think so. Great. You know, I just... else. I just wanted to give you a chance if there was something I missed. But um, Julia, thank you so much for your time today. I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. I learned so much about landscape architecture and what you do. And um, thank you for sharing your journey with us. I feel like, you know, you pointed out that, you know, you thought you were going to do something. And it turned out to be a blessing that you didn't do that. And even in the beginning of your story, of you of you talking about how how you even got into landscape architecture with the internship and things like that, and just being open, um, man, I think something I took from that experience is, uh, you know, just say yes to things. You know, about being open, like just you just never know. You know, and um, it's almost like if you hadn't said yes, you would have just missed opportunities. Yeah. You know what I mean, um, but yes, thank you again. Thank you so much. No, thank you. This has been awesome. Yes. Um, You're welcome to come chat with me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Picking you up part, on that. Part two or something. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us today. Um, if you have any questions about landscape architecture, um, I know I know a person that could maybe help <laughs> you out. <laughs> Please feel free to DM us um, through social media or you can email me at podcastwigu, W-I-G-U at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, thanks again for joining us. Until next time, guys. Bye. <laughs>